0: Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here as always, with my co host, the very funny and talented Donna Lee.
1: Thank you. You never say cute or spunky. It's always just
0: spunky. I don't this know. is the word What's you're doing? looking for. Yeah,
1: I, th- I thought you'd shoot me down if I said pretty. So
0: you know, what I realized <laughs> you can never, you can never guess the compliments a woman's looking for.
1: No, you can't. But if you or give I her can't, one, at least if you at least give her one, That's then right. she's okay.
0: That was the Chris Rock joke. Women oh. love compliments.
1: I thought it was the joke where he says, "I don't trust nothing that bleeds for a week. It doesn't die."
0: Well, very good. Nice to meet you, everybody. Uh, this is a men's health show. Uh, I'm a board-certified urologist. Donna's a professional comedian. And she was 12 years ago when she was voted the seventh funniest men, woman, uh, mother, mother in America. seventh
1: funniest mom in America mom. per Nick at Night. That's right. I got street cred.
0: There you go. One of the things that we get asked a lot, Donna, is when people hit certain milestones, mm-hmm. like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, they come in for like a men's health checkup, and I think that we can handle a lot of that. We do labs. We examine their prostate, which is kind of like the urology handshake. Yes. And uh, there's so (laughs) many things that you do, and I I feel like having a a great doctor in your life is important. Of any
1: specialty, yep. But
0: the one thing that I see a lot of men not do...
1: Is take care of themselves?
0: Is get a colonoscopy.
1: Well, you're probably not going to want to do that either at that time. Are
0: you kidding? I'm already signed up.
1: (laughs) You get one every weekend. (laughs)
2: Hey, hey!
0: That's enough out of you, grocer. Where so
1: you and my husband go all the time? So,
0: oh, oh my lord! So uh, anyway, uh, we have one of our partners in health. Uh, we have Dr. Crystal Bowden McKay with Capital Gastro. Thank you so much for joining. I'm sorry for the jokes.
2: No, thank you for having me. Welcome back. For those few <laughs>
0: listeners that are still tuned in, maybe you could just briefly tell me what a gastroenterologist does and what role they play in kind of the screening health of us in uh, human beings.
2: Yeah, so gastroenterology is pretty much the medicine doctors of the gastrointestinal tract. And when it comes to screening, we are the physicians that would do pretty much screening for colon cancer because that is our forte. We are the specialists in endoscopy.
0: Now it's the twenty first century. Do we still need to stick cameras in people's like orifices to look for <laughs> colon cancer? I mean, haven't we figured something out better? <laughs> because patients ask me all the time, "Isn't there a better way to find prostate cancer?" Nope. We got to stick something in there and take a look <laughs> So when they when they ask you that maybe you could just describe what the colonoscopy experience is like right. and then some alternatives to the colonoscopy that people have kind of uh, are using to look at people at risk for colon cancer
2: right so definitely there are different modalities available for colon cancer screening colonoscopy is just one of those um however colonoscopy is the only screening tool that can also be the therapeutic tool meaning that it's kind of like the one-stop shop because so if... you
0: can go in there find a polyp and take it out
2: exactly so that's the whole point that to Find them and to remove them at the same time. Um, it's also the only modality that allows for pretty much prolonged intervals between needing rescreening. Meaning se. that if
0: you got a negative colonoscopy today, you may not need it for another 10 years.
2: Exactly. So okay. That's really nice. The other modalities are what we call stool-based testing. So they essentially look for either markers of blood or changes in the colon DNA that are indicative of possible polyp or colon cancer.
0: So like the poop is really kind of the litmus <laughs> test of how the rest of the the gut is doing.
2: Yes, exactly. Although we do have to point out that if you have a positive test with those stool tests, you then need a colonoscopy.
0: That's right. So, so. Yeah, all, all roads end in colonoscopy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> all end roads ends towards poop. That's yes. right.
0: You know one one time we had a, a GI doctor. We had, we had a general surgeon on, and mm-hmm. all they could do was complain about how Donna's gut health was so terrible. Oh, that's do you remember right, that? I do. And then,
1: and then he like reached out to me afterwards. He's like, "You should really. You get should help. really get those I'm scared
0: the funniest thing as i said
1: is it not normal to want to throw up to run to the bathroom and throw up a few times a day or something like that yes, he was like he was, that is no, not that normal. is not normal <laughs> you need nope. to be checked that's, that's right so yeah.
0: people are always like well i don't need to get screened i'm not having any symptoms but i tell them when it comes to prostate cancer once you have symptoms like that's a very bad sign because you're probably going to die of prostate cancer. So, but when it comes to colon cancer, are there early symptoms, late symptoms? Uh, what, what are some symptoms that people would worry about that may really alert them to something going on?
2: Unfortunately, you know, we're not really meant to feel a lot of things in our GI tract. So by the time patients typically present with symptoms that are related to colon cancer, it's already probably pretty far um, advanced. Um, so the most common symptom that people typically complain of if they have colon cancer or advanced adenoma. So, and adenoma is just essentially almost colon cancer is bleeding. So people are complaining of either black tarry stool um, that's coming from more the beginning part of the colon or bright red blood. Um, so bright red stool. blood
0: in the stool is probably not something we should ignore.
2: No, please do not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, then a colonoscopy is one screening tool. Now, there are some other ones that I see. I see like this really fun little box that that, <laughs> that dances on television. What's, what's, the, what's, what's Cologuard and who should use that?
2: So um, Cologuard is a stool-based uh, screening test for colon cancer. It's a two-part test. It has a test for blood, which is kind of the traditional, old-school uh, colon cancer screening tool. And then it also has a DNA-based test, which looks for changes um, in the in the stool um, that has DNA that's related to either colon polyps or colon cancer.
0: So, to make this work, presumably you have to poop in a cup, right? Yes. And who is an appropriate person? To poop mm-hmm. in a cup instead of getting a colonoscopy.
2: Any stool-based test, the patient needs to be what we call completely average risk. So this is a person who's never had polyps on a previous colonoscopy. These are patients that are not having any symptoms, meaning no blood in the stool, no no complaints whatsoever, and also patients who have no family history of colon cancer or advanced polyps.
0: So if you are at very low risk, it's possible... Mm-hmm. that you could potentially consider yourself somewhat safe with something like this but right. if you're going to go through a colonoscopy i don't think anybody cares about getting a little bit of propofol going to sleep and getting something done to them yeah. they really care about the bowel prep
2: right and that that's typically why do you
0: make us go through it what's what's, what's wrong with you people is this is some just some sick civilized
2: joke? torture <laughs> That is definitely the the part that patients... So if they don't know what a colonoscopy is, they are scared about being awake for it. That's the first question. You're not going to be awake. But you're right. not going to be awake. Thankfully, with our anesthesia colleagues, um, we have made it a much more pleasant experience.
0: And, and can you drive there and drive home or not?
2: Not if you're going to get the... Propovol to yeah, die oh. you know, <laughs> Yeah, <men>, So <laughs>
0: Men, be nice to your wife Yeah Let her drive you
2: Yes, yes If you're going to get sedation For your colonoscopy um, You cannot drive yourself Okay. Home for sure
0: So then they go in, And about how long Does the colonoscopy last?
2: The colonoscopy itself Only takes about 30 minutes Okay oh, So so you okay. go
0: Get a little sedative You get this thing Put somewhere mm-hmm. And I don't think People need to really imagine What's happening Let's just say That you go to sleep And something happens And you wake up They and tickle you know, your butt.
1: You feel great You get the date rape drug And they tickle your this butt This is not what we're saying no. On the radio, you understand, it's not really please, don't, well. please don't scare people away from their colon.
0: If, if, if it's anything, it's the, it's, it's the Michael Jackson out. milk, yes, oh. it's the
2: Michael Jackson drug. But yes, I tell them that true. they're going to be monitored the whole time, unlike of course him, they unlike so. Michael that's Jackson. That's right,
0: you're not going right. anywhere that you're not supposed to go. They, you have
1: no it, idea, and you're not sore afterwards. Right? My no.
0: wife's an, an anesthetist, so she, uh, somebody like her is going to take care of it, and she's going to do a very good job. But again, why the bowel prep? <laughs> I know.
2: So, the, the colon's only job is to turn liquid stool into solid stool. That's what it does. That's only—it's its only role in our body, really. <laughs> um, so it's always full of stool all the time. But in order for me to see the lining of the colon, which is where the polyps and colon cancer hang out, we I need have it cleaned of- out. I need because to be able to see. Because it's gross for people
0: to think, but that sewer pipe has stuff caked on the sides of oh, it. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And if you don't—if you don't clear that stuff out, you're not looking. And I have seen the images of colonoscopy yeah. when it's a foot full of poop. Mm. Nobody's seeing nothing. No, it is just a big brown things. mess. Oh, right. Yeah. Do your do your bowel prep. <laughs> Please. And and, and uh, is the bowel prep pretty much going to be the same regardless of which gastroenterologist you go to?
2: I think most of us um, gastroenterologists, you know, we really talk about how to do high quality endoscopy. And having a good bowel prep is probably the most important thing. So to even do though that. it's
0: annoying to do, if you're only going to do something once every 10 years, do it right. Do it right.
2: You don't <laughs> want to come back. You don't want your gastroenterologist to, to Say, see you Whoops. after the procedure and be like, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. You get to come back you in six come back. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. unless you're going to make it a hobby of it you
2: on the weekend no do
0: right. not make a hobby of your colonoscopy
2: team <laughs> no it is,
0: pro- it is probably not probably working. a
2: problem an and, hobby. and i know
0: we don't have much time but the pill cam mm-hmm. the pill which sounds awesome but mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. if i could swallow something that big how big is that pill cam?
2: uh the pill, who gets it so pill cam is really used for looking at the small intestine so the small bowel um because, because you
0: can't skip you can't put scopes in there it's too, it's, too, it's too high or low up.
2: You yeah, we do have we do have uh, so interventional gastroenterologists or advanced endoscopists. Um, they do do procedures um, to go do into do. the small bowel, but those are very complicated, very long procedures. I mean, it's you need to know which side you're going to start at. Are you going to go from above. You're going to go from below, and the pill cam kind of helps us delineate that. And if we even need to do the procedure, so the pill cam itself is a, is. Yeah, it's pretty large. Pretty big. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little over two centimeters long. So yeah, it's a bit, fairly big horse pill. So um, as
0: of right now, we don't have a great alternative to doing your colonoscopy. No. So don't be afraid, guys. <laughs> get it done at 50, unless you're at risk, then you get it done at 45. Is that
2: right? So if you, if 50 for all average risk patients, with the exception of African-Americans, they should actually be started at 45, um, 40 years old if you are high risk. And that means if you have any first degree relative who's had colon cancer or advanced adenoma, or two second degree relatives who have had um, colon cancer or advanced adenoma. Also, there's special indications for patients who have inflammatory bowel disease or patients who have um, genetic predisposition. So ask
0: your primary care doctor starting Mm -hmm. at 40 if you're somebody that needs to have it early. Thank you so much for joining us today, Uh, Dr. Bowden-McKay from Mm -hmm. Capital Gastro 5125. Five nine three six zero two two is their number, capital gastro with an O. Two O really.com. And Donna, how do people get a hold
1: of us? You can reach out to us at armormen's health.com or call us at five one two two three eight zero seven sixty. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Doctor Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to men's health at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour.